there. Welcome back to Intuition, Your First Sense. This is Vicki. And if this is the first time you're joining us, well, welcome. Come on in, uh, have a seat or take me on a walk with you. I walk every day, so I appreciate being able to get out with other people. And let me know if there's any subjects that you would like me to cover in the realm of coaching, intuition, development. Um, yeah, let's keep it there. Uh, although I am learning to cook and propagate plants, I'm not quite experts on those. So we're going to leave those completely in the off the, the ta-da chart and idea list. This week, however, is something I do know a lot about. So and a lot, I'm also hearing a lot about, and I think it's important for me to bring the subjects in that are coming through. Either I'm seeing people commenting a lot on social media or are coming through my clients or conversations that I have with my friends and my loved ones. Um, my friends are my loved ones. I don't know why I separated that, but, <laughs> and this is about a certain level of empathy, but most specifically, how can I experience joy? when so many other people are hurting. And I mean, I've heard this in the past and I think it's a, a, a mixed bag of you're very sweet and don't diminish other people's lives by thinking that your suffering is going to help them in any way. So we're going to kind of work our way down through the middle of this. And some of the, the, ideas and, and suggestions that I've come to through the help of my guides, through my own experience being wickedly empathic, as we say in the Northeast, everything is wicked, and helping other people to realize that this level of empathy where you are taken down or in by the story or experience of another is actually not helping. So of course we hear about the latest conflicts or tragedies or um, you know, devastating events that happen because that's how our news cycle runs, right? It sells on pain. Very rarely is there a news source that celebrates joy because it gets trampled by the pain points. Um, even in marketing, like we're told to speak to people's pain points. And I'm like, ah, I know I'm suggested to do that, but that's not really my gig. I want to speak to their joy place. And if we have to speak about what's in the way or blocking or twisted up, then okay, we can do that. But I'm not going to jump down somebody's throat to say, this is your pain point. I understand this is your pain point. And now I'm going to sell you this course. It's just never felt right to me. And if that leaves me off the big stage, oh, well, I'm thrilled doing what I'm doing now. And eventually maybe the marketing will catch up to what I know to be true is that we can be informed and we can still be in light. So the conflicts, the wars, the challenges in the political arena, the inequity, that still happens everywhere, even though you would hope that we would be evolved enough. We're not. Technology moved quite literally faster than the speed of light, and our brains have not developed that fast yet. I really believe that we actually have to croak and come back for that extra evolution to happen, right? And I'm, I am not an anthropologist. That is simply my intuitive 
perception that our brilliant brains are able to move forward. And I'm so grateful for the technology because it allows me to connect in a medium like this, but it also creates a um, deficit in that we haven't evolved all that much emotionally. And while some of us are really digging deep to grow spiritually and on a soul level, that does not mean that the majority of people are, but the majority of people are using technology. See where there's a, there's a little bit of a dichotomy there. So when we hear about things like the war in Ukraine or Syria, Mozambique, Mexico, Discord in Australia, the United States, anywhere, right? When we hear about those things, if you're at all tapped into yourself being a human, of course you connect empathically. And it has you considering the other people. And that's a brilliant thing because that's how we elevate. That's how we evolve and begin to care more for others and learn more about what other people might have gone through. I have learned so much in the last eight months about trans rights and LGBTQ plus IA. Did I do that right? IA plus 2S. It's getting a little long, I have to admit, um, for me to remember, but I have a problem with my own passwords. So I've learned so much about the inequity of all the humans that are walking on this planet that may not share the same amount of melanin that I have. Um, I'm, I'm, my brain is so happy and my heart is so full to learn how I can be a better steward of humanity by admitting I don't know a lot of this stuff. And I want to have empathy in, and what I mean by that is I want to say, okay, there's some level of me that can understand what that pain feels like. I know what it feels like to feel ostracized by family. I know what it feels like to be lonely. Um, I know all of these things and I can empathize but I can't sympathize to the majority of these things because they are not my experience. And I feel like often I'm when I'm talking with someone and I'm asking them, okay, can we check in? And is this an empathic reaction? Like literally, is your energy field zinging because you can pick up on the pain of another? Or are you sympathizing, meaning that you're kind of aligning with the story or the experience when it wasn't yours and even worse, making it about you. Please don't do that. So checking in to see which place you're landing in is incredibly helpful. And the more I hear about, well, Vicki, I can't experience joy if all these people are passing or there's so much pain in the world. And my response to that has always been, yes, you can, and you almost need to. And we really rely on those who are feeling lit up about their lives and are feeling like they can contribute in some way. Um, maybe you make a gorgeous garden and when I'm walking by, I'm, um, my energy is increased because of it. Or like the place down the street has both ducks 
and goats now. So when I walk by, I get yelled at in unison and, and a nice little harmony, actually. They, they carry a note really well. And I, they didn't do that for me, but I feel the joy that comes from that. And then while I'm walking, I send this energy of joy and love and appreciation for where I am in my life out into the world because that raises the frequency of our world. And we're hearing so much right now about one man, one man, one man is powerful, one man is powerful. Well, you know what? That's not true. (laughs) And it is true. So one man can't create all of this discord without participants, Um, nor can one man raise all the gas prices. Please do your research. But one person in alignment, one person in joy can, in fact, raise the vibration of this marble we live on and then have that expand out into the universal forces, which then can ripple back to us in a very heightened way. I mean, how many stories have we heard about someone who was contemplating completing their contract, meaning they were very ill, and we all have a few times in our lifetime where we can make an exit, and then we rally around, we pray, we send um, loving thoughts and light, and we envision them healing and doing well, and then they do well. That stuff it's true. It it does impact. So every time you hear that someone is so powerful, so doing all this stuff, and again, our news reels tends to be to the, the detriment of things. I want you to think about your own ability to raise vibration and tap into your own intuitive sense about how can you help the universe that we're in, most especially our earth, how can you help the all of the beings and all of the the living organisms on this planet by not joining into a deficit situation or um, a poor them situation? Um, so if you're someone who's incredibly empathic, and I've heard this and I've talked about this before, that you end up being using lines like, I can't go there because I feel too much, or that's not possible for me to participate in because there's too much energy. Well, then there's lovely room there for you to learn about yourself, to learn how to pull in your energy field, and to learn how to create space between you and others in order to show up in your most vibrant self for you first, and then to help others. So when we have an empathy for ourselves, we feel fantastic, great, wonderful. But we often, I have found that once people, especially if somebody says, oh, you're an empath, Maybe they didn't know they were empathic before, and somebody late puts that label on them. You're an empath. Well, you know what? 99.9% of us are. Congratulations. I'll send you a star later on or a participation trophy. But if you're in your empathy, empathetic self and in your energy frequency feeling self, and you don't know what your own feelings are, what your own needs are, what brings you joy, what lowers your energy field, you are not helping anyone else by saying, 
oh, I cannot stand this next line. I'm just going to preface it. My heart breaks for them. Why? Why are you going to break your heart? It's not going to help the other person. It's actually probably going to be a problem because then you're adding to the issue. So I feel that. I understand that that's their experience. It might even bring me to tears. But don't claim somebody else's soul path or their life. So when you're saying, how can I feel joy when others are hurting, you're actually trying to take some of what they're going through and make it about you. You may not be intentionally doing that, but I'm just going to let you in on this. Um, When we're saying, oh, I can't do that. I can't possibly feel that joy because that person's husband just passed or their um, their son or daughter has headed off to, to war. Well, yes, you can, because you know what? That's not about you. And that's actually pretty disrespectful. Um, so my point here is to increase the connectivity we have with others by actually honoring what is my empathic self what is going on for you? And if I know myself well enough, I don't have to be taken out by what's happening. And that's how you contribute to a very healthy world. Because the more of us that are walking around knowing, oh, yeah, that does, that does get me in the feels. And then immediately recognizing that it's someone else's stuff. And I'm so grateful that I know how to feel. We can then stand in our place where we might be of service, um, where we can offer kindness and support to ourselves, but also to others so that we're showing up in our most authentic, clean self. Um, after my husband had passed, and there were some people reaching out saying to me, I don't know how you're doing this. You're so strong. Um, I can't believe this is happening. He was taken too soon. Oh, that one, that one just, mm, because you're not honoring his path. Um, nobody gets whisked out of this world. <laughs> just the image of that just made me chuckle a little bit. But, I didn't always say it. There were times where I said, can I have my pain and you have your pain somewhere else? Um, <laughs> because at some point the pain load was too much for me and other people wanting me to reassure them that I was okay and Howard was okay was just rude and it was disrespectful. And the one that bugged me the most, honestly, was the ones that would say, will you never ask for my help? You never let me know you're hurting. Well, why the hell didn't I do that? I didn't do it because every time I tried to do that, it became about how they felt and how much they were hurting. Why would I add to my crap pile? I had enough going on myself. And, but it was just a waste of my oxygen to say, that's not helping. Um, because Maybe I just need you to sit with me. Maybe I didn't need you to solve anything. And oftentimes, the most empathic thing we can do and the the thing that we can do to help raise energy but also help someone is to listen. 
Did you know that most people work with me as a coach because they want to move forward in their professional lives? And then they realize once we start working together, that is a whole person approach and I am going to help them move through their blocks, their fears, some of the trauma they've experienced and to create a much more aligned life. So many times I hear, this is not what I thought I was signing up for. And that's such wonderful feedback to have because if you're signing up and working with a coach and everybody does it the same, are you really being seen as an individual? At Vicki Baird Coaching, I do it all as an individual and I would love to work with you. Go to VickiBaird.com to check it out and see if you'd like to work with me. I don't know if you're familiar with the acronym, and I tried to find where it originated, but those things are difficult. So I can't attribute this to any one group or person or speaker or anything. So here you go, Anonymous. It's called WAIT, and it stands for Why Am I Talking?, I use this a lot because as I transitioned from being an intuitive reader where you're supposed to talk the whole hour, right? You're supposed to give all the information to a coach where <laughs> you really um, hold that space, but you also believe that the person has the answers and the guidance already inside of them. They might just need your headlamp to find it. I used this acronym so much when I was asking myself, okay, Vic, why are you talking right now? Can you just pause and use that moment of silence that is powerful? If you can't shut up long enough to allow space in a conversation, you are making it all about you. And therefore, you are not helping. You are not contributing to the other person's alleviation of any kind of pain that might be there. So you're it too much maybe in your feels or you're making it about yourself. And then you're aligning with the pain of the story or the experience again. And a couple of things here. Obviously, it's not contributing. It's not helping. So if you ask yourself, why am I talking? You may just learn a lot more because you won't be filling space just to have space filled up. But the other thing is that if you're constantly believing that you're in motion or here to be in service because you are empathic, you are going to experience compassion fatigue like they're is no other. Like it will take you out of the game. It will drain your adrenals. And it then what happens is you're, you're working from no energy. You're working from a very, very minimal cup of, of empower self power. And then it becomes a disingenuous relationship or offer of help because you're so damn tired. You just can't offer help. I love when I'm maybe have something scheduled, even a phone call with a friend and they're like, Vic, I'm toast. I can't talk today. I'm like, I love this because you are taking care of yourself. I don't often say this to them, but um, I'll say good job taking care of you or something along those lines. (laughs) They don't need me to pat them on the head, but they're showing up in their authenticity and recognize 
maybe they have no more empathy to offer. And I certainly don't want to be a drain on someone, but I also don't want to be in an interaction where it's not real. I just don't have the time and energy in this lifetime to experience that anymore. Either bring me genuine or bye-bye. So if you're limiting your own joy because another person is hurting, then you are minimizing what could be a, a source of energy for other people. Just think about it when you're feeling a little off and then you hear that song you love so much. And that person's not standing right in front of you singing it, but you get lit up, right? You get that power surge that goes through you. And it's a way to feel um, connected to others without pulling on the energy so much. So if we're here and we are to be of service, not in service, we will allow ourselves to feel what how wonderful life can be and is without trying to take measurement or think we're the authority of someone else's level of pain. Now, I am not talking about if someone is hurting in the moment, you don't say, well, guess what great thing happened to me? I mean, come on, have some manners. I'm talking about in this experience where you hear or you read um, the stories and, you know, in this day and age, video comes to us very quickly and it can be incredibly um, impactful to our brains to experience the video and the traumas and the horror of all of that. I'm not talking about in that moment you deflect and totally make it about yourself. I'm saying find out what it is that lights you up in your life so that you can feel that energy so that you are working from a pretty full cup and then you can share that with others because you won't be sitting there if someone does need to discuss something with you or need your help. You won't be sitting there thinking, oh, when's it my turn? Oh, I have no energy for this. You you will have the um, capacity to share your light and to share that like most things in life, this is a transitory experience. There are always wars going on. There's always conflicts going on. And there will be until people realize that no one's really trying to take anything from you if you feel filled up within yourself. So if you have found yourself in an empathic nature, looking for that, looking for someone else to fill you up, looking for someone else to bring you the light that you need, you're going to be working off a very short supply, especially if people are just exhausted. A lot of people are burned out and exhausted from going through the pandemic and how fast things move in life and all the stuff that we think we need when we don't, in fact, need it. So having a um, an awareness that you want to be a connection with others and you want to feel that you can experience the ebb and flow that is this lifetime without taking it from someone. Um, so we're not 
in any of, well, maybe you are listening to this from a place that's in conflict. And I am sorry if that's going on. And I respect that this is your soul's journey and that it's a bit of a shit show and that it's transitory, that things will shift again. So from the perspective of how can you feel joy when others are hurting, well, be informed, know what's going on around you, be choosy of the sources in which you get your information. You all know what I'm talking about. Stay away from the ones that are have one soundbite and they're just beating it. Like go read the papers of the people who know of which they speak. And one of the ways that I actually know that I'm listening to someone who's got more experience, knowledge, um, background even, is if I have to look up a word in what they've written. If I have to look up <laughs> to figure out what did they just say, it doesn't mean that if somebody speaks that way, I automatically give them the power of being all-knowing. I don't. But when I'm considering my sources of where I get the information, you better be bringing me facts and you better be bringing me um, supporting evidence and you better be bringing me a leveling up of my intelligence. I want to have learned something after I've read it or expanded upon it or heard it. So be informed about what's going on in the world, but please do not have your news on all the time, the TV running all the time, or sit there and allow that energy to suck you in because it will. And then you won't be empathic. You will be weighed down by muck and junk. So if you want to feel encouraged or be a source of encouragement, look in your own neighborhood. How can you help close to home? How can you support those that could use some help without, you know, fluffing your ego or without joining in of like those poor souls? One of the things that I like to do is towards the end of the school year, I will call the local school and say, uh, how much do we need to clear up? Um, lunch accounts. Is, are there any lunch accounts that can be cleared up? And I pick a different school every year and I either drop it off or however I can pay for it, I do that. And then that's it, right? I feel good. I was one of those kids. I was one of those kids that didn't have, once the lunch program ended, I didn't have the funds until I really started babysitting a lot. Um, not my favorite job, I got to be honest, <laughs> but I did it. And I remember being that. So I'm not doing it to pat myself on the back. I'm doing it because I can empathize with someone who might be hungry, but who also might not get their diploma because they owe four bucks or something like that. And I can't see in the system we have that we don't just feed kids. So that's a way that I feel encouraged you know, for me to take $50 is, is not going to be a deficit for my whole life to donate. And it's, by the way, it's never gone above $50. So you could do 10, you know, you could contribute to a food bank. You could, um, shovel somebody's driveway, although hopefully we're past the snow. Like you could do all these acts of kindness because it does fill up your cup. And it can be something that you are physical in or that you help 
create for someone, it doesn't have to be about money. And that would be you contributing to your joy. Sure, this other person might be hurting and maybe you know about them and maybe you don't. Maybe you're following your own intuition about where you can help. But you don't join in their hurting, promoting your ego or pat on the back. You do it because there's a humanity running through all of us, even the dregs. I promise you, I promise you there is something there. It's just not really activated. And by being of help or service or, um, you know, a joyful party. I love when we're hiking and we see like the painted rocks that are there and it says, take one. Um, I love when there's like the fairy houses that somebody's built. And then we always have to go find something shiny to contribute. Um, I used to carry stones with me. I need to start doing that more often. Stuff like that raises the vibration, right? And kids love doing that. So if you can get them involved in it too, because it's entirely possible to be optimistic and realistic at the same time. That's the balance, right? It doesn't have to be a juxtaposition. It's a balance of, I am optimistic about humanity. I'm optimistic about my own life. I feel lit up about what's in front of me. These are all statements that you can use. I mean, I believe them about myself, but they're all statements that you can use. And I am realistic. I feel like the more informed we are, that you can be optimistic. Like Mr. Rogers' mother said, look for the helpers. They're there. But the way the energy works is you won't see the helpers if you're not a helper. And you won't see the light if you're not holding light. You will only see the junk and the darkness and the conflict. So challenge issued to all of my light beings that are listening to this today and whomever you may send it to, send it to, you came in as a being of light. You are still a being of light. So you can be you and be informed and be encouraged and be the encouragement. You can be willing to shine. You can be optimistic and realistic. And you can be a helper and you can receive help. Balance. We're here about balance. So the next time you feel, if it shows up and you feel you have to diminish a joy, bust through that limitation, share it with others. Be willing to say, guess what went well today? Because, you know, sometimes we do need to see that in another to believe it's possible for ourselves. And the majority of people I have met in my lifetime are not the kind that are saying it to bring somebody else down. And I feel like the more that we line up with ourselves and the more we're willing to be this light that everybody talks about, it's not easy, but it is worth it. The higher we will raise the frequency of our our communities, our world, our earth, and then the universe beyond, and that ripple effect will go on to help the evolution of species long after we croak in this lifetime while we're contemplating coming through in the next lifetime. So it will not help another for you to hurt for them. It's disrespectful. 
you can understand the hurt that they're going through and you can offer to help or get the heck out of their energy field. Okay. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Kind of want to end it on another note, but that's okay. Um, Sometimes we need to hear it straight and then help, help the kiddos to understand this too, that if you see an area that you can be of service or if something feels like it could be fun um, and, and helpful, go for it because that will raise all of our consciousness and, and actually have us in a much more loving place. So I will leave you with that. Thank you so much. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at VickiBaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.